Welcome to the Backbox Pinball Podcast, a podcast for lady pinballers and their friends. Each week, we will sit down with a guest and chat about news and events related to women in the sport and hobby of pinball. Now here's your host, Lauren Gray. Welcome to the Backbox Pinball Podcast, happy hour edition. Yay! I am so excited. We're the, the fun continues, but we're taking it to the West Coast. We've spent a lot of time on the East Coast, y'all. We heard from the New Haven Bells. We have heard from uh, Boston. We heard from Richmond. And now I need to get my West Coast in. So I am so excited, and I'm wearing their shirt, and I feel extra cool whenever I wear this shirt. Let me tell y'all, this is like, I feel like I'm like part of the Cool Kids Club for sure. Um, with me today are Babes in Pinland. We have Kayla Greet, Sophie Malloy, and Jazz DeJong. Young, I'm I'm gonna me- oh man I feel bad I'm gonna mess up your name the whole time I'm sorry <laughs> Jazz I love you I'm gonna give you extra heart emoji today but guys yay hey. thank yeah. you so much for being here today oh my gosh I'm so excited um Jazz and Kayla I know you guys from being in, in different pinball groups and Jazz I saw you like hold it down like strong on that uh, stream at the worlds the women's world and. Uh, the IFPA North American Championship. I'm like, I'm like, she is awesome. Like, she's there all day. She's like, I, I got this. I'm like, I'm doing all the things. So, and I'm just like, so excited to get to know you guys. I'm, I'm good friends with Maureen, and she just loves babes, and she always talks about it. And I hear so many cool things about you guys. So I'm excited you guys are here. For folks who don't know you guys, why don't you tell us your pinball origin stories, kind of where you started from, and where you're at today? And we'll start with you, Kayla. Okay, sure. Hey. Um, I started playing around 2008. I had uh, decided after reading a bunch of like Aaron Comet Bus, who writes about traveling, uh, to quit my job and just go traveling for a while. And when I came back, my roommates had found pinball um, in my absence of two months. And they had like started playing off the Wii collection, the Williams collection on Wii, and then went around Tacoma, Washington, and found spots that had it, like bars and, and uh, laundromats. And then we uh, found out about Full Tilt. And we're like, oh, there's a place in Seattle that has a bunch of games. And then we found about Shorties. So we started going up to Seattle, which is only like half an hour if you have good traffic and playing games. And then I found Skillshot. Um, I started working with them as much as I could to make a list for Tacoma. And um, in 2009, I played my first tournament. Uh, it was the Powder Club tournament at Shorty's. And the host somehow, like, forgot that, or, like, put down my win as a loss. And then I was forgotten about for, like, an hour, and I didn't know how it worked. So I was like, hey, I don't want to be pushy, but is it my turn yet? He's like, oh, I took you out. I'm so sorry. You're going to play this person. And I'd just been, like, sitting on the patio drinking. So we didn't do very well when I finally got up and then played. But I still have the shirt to show that I was there. Um, and then in, gosh, like 2011, I moved to Seattle um, and then started working with Skillshot directly, like starting doing folding parties, then started writing with them, then started podcasting with them. So I've been doing Skillshot for about eight years. And six years ago, I started Babes, six and a half or so. Um, ran that for a little over three years and then life became too much and I handed it over to Maureen and now I just play the occasional tournament I've played in uh, in Wales with Yaz (laughs) (laughs) Um, went to the UK pinball party there have that shirt too Um, and then I've like played in DC I've played in LA played tournaments in Pittsburgh went uh, 
Yeah, last time I went to Pinburg, got a final was a finalist in the B division, which was fantastic. Got to go home with some money, and since then I just you know play whenever I can. I do. I'm on a team for Monday Night Pinball or Fall of Cthulhu for the Kraken, but the season is in the wings right now. We're just waiting. <laughs> I know that seems to be where we're all at right now. We're just waiting to, to be able to go and play again. And, and I'm a huge fan of the Skillshop podcast, so um, I, I didn't mention that, listeners. Kayla is a professional podcaster herself uh, with the Skillshop podcast. It's one of my favorite pinball podcasts, so um, I can't wait to hear the next episode um, of that. <laughs> you guys are awesome. I, I just love it. So, um, But, no, that's great. Um, so, Sophie, uh, share with us your story. So I started playing pinball, actually, I'd say like six or seven years ago. I got taken to Attaball on a first date by somebody that I, who then broke up with me a couple months after that. But it like totally, I got bit by the pinball addiction, basically, at that point. Uh, also, I, I used to play soccer at a pretty high level. Like I played in college, I played on the Sounders when I was in high school. And like I needed something to like have a competitive outlet. At first, I would just play by myself because I was really bad. I would go in and play um, Surf Champ and Stars because they were like a quarter for five balls. And I'd just sit there and play by myself for a few hours. But I ended up getting like pretty good at Stars unbeknownst to myself. Like I would just go in there alone. And then like I got this pretty high. I got like 850,000 on Stars once. And there were a bunch of people who were regulars next to me playing 8-Ball Deluxe. And they were like somebody started. I think it was like Jason. who started clapping. <laughs> After I finished my ball and I turned around and was like, did I do a good job? I did something good. <laughs> and then they asked me if I wanted to play with them. And then they're like, hey, you're pretty good. Do you want to play? You should play in some tournaments. And then it was like the Attaball uh, Monday Night League. Uh, one of the Attaball teams was losing a player. And they were like, hey, would you want to join on the team? I went, yeah, sure. So I got like super heavy into playing tournaments for a long time. And Kayla had started doing Babes in Pinland, so I got involved in doing that, and I loved the uh, sort of the camaraderie behind that, where, you know, if you lose a game and you've never played it, and you're like, hey, how do you, how do you play this? And somebody will give you the rule set, and, it, you know. Uh, then I, I eventually became the captain of that Attaball team, and I did that for a couple of years, and then I kind of, like, think maybe, like, Kayla a little bit with running Babes in Pinland. I was sort of like, ah, I'm kind of over this responsibility, but I do sub a lot. I still play tournaments and things. And I mean, all of, like the friends and jobs and like roommates and places I've got just through meeting people through pinball is pretty incredible. Actually, <laughs> so that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, you build this like little pinball family. I mean, I, we've been talking about that over the past several episodes. Like, you know, I miss seeing my family. Like, you know, I didn't realize how like bad it would be. And I'm like, I miss you guys so much. Uh, so that's awesome. And, and yeah, so uh, could you tell us about your pinball origin story? Yeah, I started playing pinball like 17 years ago when I was 14, 15. My mom is actually the one who got me into pinball. She used to uh, play when she was younger, uh, when you could still find pinballs in bars in the Netherlands. That's unfortunately not really the case anymore. Uh, but for her 40th birthday, she got a pinball machine, a Shack Attack. So I had never really played, and it was a shack attack in our house, and I started playing pinball, and it was just so much fun. And my whole family kind of got addicted to pinball, and we got a lot more games, and that's when I got introduced to tournament play as well, when I was like 15 or 16. I went, I was living in the Netherlands, and I went to, my first big tournament that I went to was actually Papa in Pittsburgh, 
when I was six, when I was 16. And I went there by myself with um, a few Dutch guys that I didn't know. And it was so much fun. And that got me, it was just so much fun. And it got me hooked on tournament pinball. And I've been playing ever since and traveling a lot. Like, like, like Kayla said, we played together at a tournament in Wales. But I've played in a lot of tournaments here in the U.S., even when I didn't live here. Um, I've played in Switzerland, Germany, Finland, then Denmark, uh, Italy, like all over the country, all over the, all over the country, all over, <laughs> all over Europe. And then I met my pinball husband, my real husband now <laughs> in, uh, uh, at IFPA in Germany, Kaylee George. We got married and now I live here <laughs> and moving here. I was a little bit afraid that making friends was going to be difficult. So I heard about Babes in Pinland because I had Kayla on Facebook and I saw posts. And so I had heard about it and I knew there was this women's tournament here somewhere. So I went there and that kind of got everything started. I met a bunch of cool people. One of them asked me on their Monday night, new Monday night pinball team that I'm, I am now the captain of. Um, and it's just been like, like all the people I know here in Seattle are pinball people. So it kind of saved me from being, uh, from being lonely. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. You guys, I mean, decades of pinball experience and pinball journeys here. I think that's just so awesome. Um, wow. That's amazing. And, and you even met your husband through pinball. That's a, that's awesome. I know it's great. We have a bunch of pinball machines in our house and, None of us is like, oh, I wish there weren't these pinball machines here. You know, it's. <laughs> and if I want to watch a tournament, then he's like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, totally watch that. And if we want to travel for pinball, we go together. And that's cool, too. <laughs> that's awesome. I love that. Oh, that's so cool. I, I love you, your stories, guys. Those are really awesome. I didn't realize you had founded Babes. Um, so kind of tell me w what prompted you to found Babes in Pinland Um I mean, it's such a iconic club. If you talk about like women's clubs and, and women's uh, pinball leagues, everybody's aware of bells and chimes. But in the same breath, you, you me always mention Bays and Pinland, uh, the Pacific Northwest for our newer listeners is like the hub. I mean, probably outside of Chicago, which is more manufacturing, the Pacific Northwest. I mean, it's just it's just filthy with pinball and it makes me jealous, <laughs> like in the very best of ways. But it's like. Um, like it, it's kind of the home for pinball. So, so what inspired you to start Babes? Um, so was this six years ago? So it was like 2013, 12 and 2013. I'd been writing a lot of um, articles for Skillshot about women in pinball, um, just marginalized groups, basically. Like I wrote about people under 21 playing pinball and like the struggles that they have not being able to go to bars and. Um, Julie Gray and like Kathy Cartoon had started like a casual um, group called Flip Fabulous Ladies of Pinball. And oh yeah, so, <laughs> we'd play with like a dollar or two buy-in once a month or so. And um, I'd just been going to Adam all the time. And one of the owners came up and he's like, "Hey, would you want to do a women's pinball tournament?" I said, "Yeah, sure, of course. Like, you, could we do a monthly thing?" And so back up the ball running and um, I. Just, Babes in Toyland is a punk band that I like, so I coined the name off of them, you know, um, and then got logos done with uh, Nosebleed from Skillshot, designed the logo. Um, the one that's on your shirt is much better now, so the <laughs> beginning was a little, you're just working with what we got, um, and so I ran it the first Thursday of every month for about three and a half years, 
Um, but it was just really important for me to have a space for women to um, get together and play in a not like not stressful, competitive manner, like very casually. Um, and even when I w- when I would start it, um, like a half an hour before, I'd walk around the bar and like anyone that wasn't like a friend of mine or a regular already, anyone that looked uh, looked like they identified as female, then I invited them to come play. Most people are like, oh, I'm not so good. It's, I, I'm going to sacrifice $5 so quickly. Um, but I have, you know, convinced quite a few play people. Like, you know, you don't get better by not playing is what I just always tell people. Like, <laughs> they, I kind of think I you might have said that to me once. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I kind of think you talked me into it once for that reason. Too. Yeah. I think if, if you ever are, are part of a league or, or run a league of or a chapter of any kind, there's always that moment where you're walking up to strangers and like, do you have a few minutes to talk about pinball? And I was just, I feel like I should be on a bike, um, like wandering around. But I, there is that moment where it's like, if I saw a woman in the shop where I play, I'm like, and, and I knew that they did, they weren't a part of the team. I'm like, Oh, there's a lady. I was like, hold on a second guys. I'm like running over there. Talking to him like, here's a sticker, and we meet on these days, and and we're awesome. We're not scary. Don't 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 look at me as the guidepost. Everybody else is really yeah. chill. I promise. And it was so funny too. Like Eka Schneider had started Bells like uh, within like two months before I started Babes, and just like within a vacuum of each other. Um, I had I didn't know her before this. It was just like the time was ripe for that to happen. And she's since like franchised it and done so much amazing stuff. But like you can see the difference between like before 2013 and after 2013, like the amount of women on IFPA and having rankings and standings is much higher. Yeah, it's been a huge difference, Um, you know, moving forward, even in the past, you know, few years I've been a part of it um, just by leaps and bounds. And then with the development of the WPA, um, oh, no, W Women's Advisory, WAB, I was I'm just I'm making up random acronyms, but uh, the Women's <laughs> Advisory Board I think is addressing a lot of the the issues um, that have arisen from you know there being more women in the hobby and in the sport. Um, you know there there are challenges. You know I think unfortunately most female players or, or people who identify um, that way have had challenges on the scene. Unfortunately, I, I don't want to say everyone because. It's not everybody's experience, but most people I meet at least have one or two stories, which is which is a bit of a bummer. Um, but I, I think that the more women who join the hobby and, and, and participate and the more things we have that are like Bays and Pinland or Bells and Chimes um, or, you know, the other um, le- independent leagues, uh, independent groups, I think just, you know, it just makes a better scene for everybody. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so I think it's amazing that you started that up. And that now look where it is today. I mean, it's so well known. It's so big. Um, mm-hmm. So you guys tell me a little bit more about Seattle because I'm super jelly over here um, um, about like, I mean, every time I turn, I'm like, there's like this here and this there. So where do you guys like normally play at? Like besides your house or, or wherever? Where, where's, it, where's your go to haunts? For me, um, I like to go to a bunch of different tournaments. Um, I'm not going. You could play a tournament every day here in Seattle. Well, not right now, of course, but normally you can play a tournament every day. There's like a bunch of bars that have weeklies or monthlies. Um, like on Monday, you can uh, play in the Monday Night Pinball League if you're on a team or if you're subbing for a team. On Tuesday, 
Uh, Ju- uh, Ju- Jupiter has a league on Wednesday. Edible has a weekly on Thursday. Uh, you can Houndstooth, go to either. Houndstooth has one too on Wednesday. On Wednesday, yeah. Like on yeah. Thursday, you can go to Flip Flip Ding Ding or to Coindexters, and then on Friday, uh, Friday, I think the Icebox has something, and maybe some other ones as well. And then on Saturday and Sunday there are tournaments, and yeah. so so there's really like, yeah, you can go out and play tournaments and and meet people that play pinball every day. Um, yeah, I, I I try to stick to certain days. So on Monday, I have my Monday night pinball. And on Thursday, I have either Babes in Pinland on the first Thursday of the month. And then on the last Thursday of the month, I've been going to Tacoma to the women's tournament there at the Triple Knock. That's run by a friend of mine. And then on the other Thursdays, I go to mostly I've been going to Coindexter lately, but I go to other locations, too. Um, and I meet up with like friends from my team and just other friends and it's really a social thing. It's not, not all the tournaments are for if pub, so it's not always for points, but sometimes it is. Um, and it's just fun. It's like really, it gives you a reason to, yeah, to go out and hang out with people. I was just going to add on to what you said about Saturday. It just was, you know, Saturday they have a tournament now at Olaf's finally, which actually, I actually work there. It's a bar that. It has pinball tables in the back. The unfortunate thing about Olaf's is that they never change their lineup because they're all owned by the <laughs> owner of the place. So you're just like, the people who play there on Monday Night Pinball have like a huge advantage because they've been playing the same games for like seven years. But, uh, and then uh, the I really like the Kraken, which has started doing, Paul White started doing tournaments there on Sundays. And I, it's nice to go there because it's like a lot of the other places are becoming a little more homogeneous with like new Stearns, whereas... The Kraken has, like, classic medieval madness, classic attack from Mars. There's a nice monster bash. There's a sea witch. There's a meteor. Like, I just like that place. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I've been enjoying that place a lot. Because I used to go to Adabal all the time. But, I mean, back when I first was going there, and I know Kayla can attest to this, too, is, like, you'd go in there and there'd be, like, seven people and you just know every single person in there. And it'd be super quiet any night of the week, like maybe even on the weekends. And now it's like, it's completely different, <laughs> you know, it's almost like a whole new bar. I mean, congratulations to those guys because they have an amazing business and it's a great place. But it's just, it's, it's not what it, it used to be more of like a cheers, I would say, kind of. <laughs> cheers plus pinball, <laughs> you know. Um, I yeah. also really like the Kraken. I've been going there since it was the Galway Arms, like eight or nine maybe ten years ago i've been going to shows there for a long time so i used to work at the full tilt down the street the only one that doesn't have pinball and i <laughs> after work i would walk over the kraken and play the monster bash that they had there until i had all the high scores and then i was like walked in one day and the sandwich shop next door is like oh they got rid of your game i was like what the heck <laughs> um and then arabian nights was in there which is fine fine but it was not Monster Bash. So now that they've expanded into the nail salon that closed down and have all those games, I was like, that's an easy pick for me to be on that team. It's a 15-minute walk from my house, and they have eight machines. That Sea Witch is amazing. Um, we had to yeah. go there for a little bit, but it something happened with the clear coat, and it started warping really bad, and it was really sad to see it. Um, I think they're going to move the Serpent Safari at some point, but it's just strange to have a Serpent Safari anywhere. Um, but yeah, I- <laughs> get rid of that Serpent Safari. 
I love I love weird Gottlieb games. They're so much fun. Probably because I grew up with Shack Attack. You get a, a love for the weird games. That makes they sense. feel like a miniature golf on pinball. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I also really love Flip Flip Ding Ding. Um, I used to oh, yeah. live right down the street from there when they had, what, five machines and still a button making shop in the back. And now they have, what, 25? They like, got rid of their office and they're like, we'll put more pins up here. <laughs> but this is, I know this isn't good podcasting stuff, but this is a skill shot from 2014. And like, the list of machines on here is massive. That is this insane. Is ago. Yeah. Yeah. If, listeners, she's holding up um, the Skillshot zine, and it just literally has a listing of, like, where you can find stuff at in um, a listing of pinball machines. I'm, like, super jelly. Like, this is, like, amazing. <laughs> you guys are really selling me on moving to Seattle, and I love San Antonio. <laughs> I felt like I moved yeah. to pinball heaven when I moved here almost two years ago. Um, because in the Netherlands... Sure, the tournament scene there is so different from here in Seattle. Like I said, there's like a tournament every night here. And in the Netherlands, I really love the, p- the pinball scene there. It's really nice, but it was more of like an association scene. Like we had a clubhouse that was open once a month for just fun play. And then sometimes they would have a tournament there. And then other tournaments were more like kind of like a league thing. Like you would go to people's houses, but they didn't have that much space. Uh, because Dutch houses are often a lot smaller than American houses. So it would be a tournament of 12 people, and then uh, once a month there would be one, and then two large tournaments. Um, So it was a very different scene, more at people's houses, and uh, so a lot of the tournaments that were run were also, in my opinion, are kind of different, kind of different atmosphere than when you go to a bar. Uh, I like both. So it's it's like a little bit fun of uh, yeah both both are just fun. Um, it did make it that because there's not that many pinball tournaments that a lot of a lot more people wanted to travel for pinball. So if I go to a bigger tournament in Denmark, there will be a lot of Dutch people. There will be a lot of uh, uh, Swedish people. A lot of Italian guys will show up. Uh, just a lot more people are interested in traveling because they like tournament uh, play, but there's just not that much around where they live. So they know that they have to travel to get there. So it's very, very different moving here to Seattle where you you can be like in the morning, you can be like, I don't know what I want to do today. Like, oh, I'll go play a pinball tournament. And in Europe, you have to be like, okay, next week, next month, I want to go to this tournament. I have to book tickets. I have to book a hotel. I have to do this. I have to do that. It's very different. Um yeah, moving here was very different for me. I think that's amazing. I mean, we have a tournament scene here, but I mean, obviously we have like our main place that we play. It's like the pinball arcade here in San Antonio. There are some locations that have pinball machines, like some, a couple movie theaters and, and bars. Um, but like the fact that you guys could just on any given day, like go and find yourself a tournament or a league or something to play in just blows my mind. I think that's amazing. I feel spoiled sometimes. <laughs> well, It is interesting coming from here because I, you know, it just exploded pretty much as soon as I started playing pinball here. It's like flip, flip, ding, ding, open. All these places open really fast. And so I've been doing quite a bit of traveling like outside of the country in the last year. And I would like every time I travel somewhere, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to the pinball bar. And that's where I'm going to meet people that I can talk to about stuff. And they don't exist. Like, I mean, there was one in New Zealand I went to in Christchurch that was very good. His name, I forget. But it's such a small thing there to the point where, like, 
if you got a high score on a game, they would give you like eight free tokens because they were working on a token system or like a free burger. So oh, wow. I played white. I, yeah, I played Whitewater for like forty-five minutes, and they had just reset it or something. And I put like I took over like the entire high scoreboard, and I was like, man, I could really grip these people. But I, I think I, I, I just went up for like I'll take the free drink, okay? Like just give me that. It does uh, feel amazing when you leave Seattle. All of a sudden, like here you are. There's so many good players here. So here you are, like somewhere in the middle. And, like sometimes you win a tournament, and that's awesome. But often you don't because the rest of the players are just so good. And then you travel, and then you get the high scores. You're like, what? <laughs> yeah. How did I get this high score? <laughs> yeah. That's because yeah. the Lo- the Lonnie Langfords and the Raymond Davinses are not walking around there, you know? Yeah. Though I did make it to the finals at that that tournament in Wales, and then got pitted against Kaylee in the first round. I was like, "Come on!" Aww, <laughs> come you on. travel all the way to Wales to play the other American. Yeah. <laughs> I will say it was really cool for me. I was in uh, Belfast back in October or November, and uh, there were like some local people from Seattle, like Hannah Hatch and some her and her husband and uh, like Claire and Brian, those guys. And they had all just gone through Belfast. And so I found the one pinball table at Belfast, right? It was like ACDC. It was like a pound per play. It was ridiculous. And then like I played it and I got to like look at all the high scores. They were all the high scores were from people <laughs> in Seattle. Every single one. I was like, HG, I was like, those are people I know. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. awesome. Of course they're crushing this machine. (laughs) I was in Jacksonville, Florida in October, and I was just standing there talking to a friend of mine at Florida, and I look over, and we went to a place that had pinball, and I look over, and there's a picture of John Saltzman on top of the deck. What? Get out of here. That's too funny. Yeah, and it was the thing, like, if you GC a game, they take a Polaroid of you and put it on the machine. I was like, what? It is is really interesting when you go to pinball tournaments and – um, you meet people. Like I was at a pinball tournament here in Seattle, a small one, and there was a guy who was in the tournament, and his last name was very Swedish. So I walk up to him. It's like, hey, you from Sweden? And he's like, yeah, I'm from Sweden. I was like, cool. Where Sweden are you from? He's like, oh, I'm like live here and here, and I sometimes go to Stockholm. It's like, oh, cool. Do you know these Swedish pinball players? He's like, I know all of those guys. <laughs> like, the pinball world is so small. Like whenever you go to a bar and you see somebody who's really into pinball, or you go to a tournament in another country, somebody will know somebody that you also know. Mm-hmm. And it's it's I've had. Like, we had this one lady from Denver that came over to one of the women's tournaments here at the Icebox, and I was like, oh, I know these people from Denver, and she's like, I know all those people, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a small, it's such a small world. My first Pinburg, I was in a group with a guy who said, <clears throat> I didn't re- remember him, but he's like, we played together in Wales. I was like, what? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I ran into somebody in New York at a bar that had one pinball machine, and he's like, hey. We were in a pin group, a pin, a pinberg group together last year. Wow. I was like, okay. And my, my, my Dutch friend who was there with me, who was not into pinball, she's like, I cannot take you anywhere. We're here in New York, and you meet somebody that you've met before. <laughs> I love that. I love that because it's just like no matter where you go, the pinball community is just that tight. You're going to run into somebody, um, and, and it's just growing and growing. And, you know, those are like such – amazing stories and and like what you guys um listeners i've been furiously writing all the places that they're mentioning i'll put links in the show notes but i'm like 
oh my god, I hit like five or six places and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to when I edit this, I'm like going to have to write even more down because you guys were like, you know, flip, flip, <laughs> ding, ding, add a ball, you know, the Kraken. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is like you know, my pinball dream come true. You know what you need to do? You need to put, put the link to the Skillshot website yeah. in there because that list that Kayla was showing is actually online and not just for Seattle but actually for the whole area around here. Um, so if you go North to Bremerton, like there's pinball machines there, and they're on that website. The Tacoma games are up there. The Kitsap Peninsula, which is like mm-hmm. a peninsula that's close by, like those if the pinball machines that they have are on that list. So if people are coming to this area, the Skillshot website is a really nice one, and it gets updated pretty uh, frequently. Mm-hmm. And there's an app for it too. If you're in Seattle visiting, you can download the Skillshot app, and it'll bring up a map, and there'll be little dots on every place nearby you that has been bombed. See all the things. All you guys, <laughs> you're, you're making. I literally had a conversation about. Um, there's a, a good possibility I could be moving to Seattle. So I'm just like, what? <laughs> I was like, okay. And I was like, maybe I'm gonna get to hear about the cool pinball scene. And y- you guys are like totally selling me on it. I'm just like so. Like it's just blowing my mind. I, I knew there was pinball there, but I didn't know there was that much pinball. So, oh my gosh, that's so amazing. And then in the last. So I would like to just congratulate Adderball for like doing things outside of pinball. They've been doing comedy nights on Fridays. They've been doing, um, we had a book reading like a month ago there. Oh, and cool. Every Sunday we do um, pinyasa instead of vinyasa. We do an hour long yoga session before the bar opens upstairs. Yeah, I can't. I'm like, I only like have no words. I'm like, this is like so much fun and so cool. I know because, you know, Earth is closed and everything that's happening so far. Um, I mean, we're all at home, but, and I, and I know that uh, more than likely, I didn't look this up, but the um, uh, Pacific Northwest Pinball and Arcade Show that usually takes place in May or June, um, ha- has that, is that going on? Have they canceled it no, and moved it? Okay. They canceled. canceled, yeah. Yeah, that is on my short list of uh, uh, events I want to go to because I just hear so many amazing things about it. Um, I definitely want to want to check that out. Um, but um, do you guys have any kind of summer pinball plans? Uh, it, you know, should Earth open or when I'm going to say when Earth opens back up? Um, what are your summer pinball plans? Uh, and we'll and we'll start with you, Kayla. Gosh, I sure would like to cash in on that Pinberg ticket I have. Um, <laughs> I'm starting to get really worried about that. I, Same here. Uh, yeah. Um, woke up like 10 minutes before they went on sale and got lucky enough to get through the door. Um, but, you know, I haven't bought a plane ticket yet, so I'm not that committed yet. Um, and then 420 tournament at all that's going to be gone. Ugh. Every year for 420, they have like free weed everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, some silly like uh, pinball shirt design that happens. And it's just like really... There's, I don't know, last time I went, there was like 75 people that played that thing. And they um, smash a back, black glass yeah. that they throw over the top of the thing. It's usually fireworks yeah, it's or something. I think were there baby goats one year? Yeah, there was goats one year. Yeah. With an inflatable yeah. farm, or an inflatable, like, waving arm in. Um, they oh, released yeah, doves a couple of there. years ago, or one year ago, and the doves still <laughs> hang out on the <laughs> <Yeah>. patio. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. So that's t-shirts are great. Better. Yeah, they're really good. I wish I had like one of the I don't know five of them I have. <laughs> they're good. All yeah. right, so we got we got Pinberg. Anything else on your uh, 
your your game plan is, or is Pinburg it? That's the that's the, the big... it. just like touching a pinball machine would be a, a big goal right now. Yeah, that is very true. <laughs> I've done that for a month. Oh my gosh, <laughs> you poor thing. All right, Sophie, um, what are your uh, big pinball plans for the Man, summer? In, you know, uh, I was supposed to leave the country again on April 27th. So if that would have my plan would have been to go try to find pinball in Europe, which I tried to do the last three months I was gone, which was also sort of a fruitless endeavor. Other than in London, they have a place called Flip Out London that is you have to take like a train that's like an hour south of the city to go to, but it's awesome. They have like 62 tables. Yeah. You pay 10 pounds, you get in, everything's on free play. You can bring your own food and drinks in there. It was cool. Um, beyond that, I think that maybe eventually I'll try to have a hand at Super League, which I never really have done. It's a thing in Seattle where you go around to get like every bar has, not every single one participates, but a lot of them do. And I think, what is it, four tables, you guys? Like yeah, you have to get a, it's like a, four or five. It's like a high score competition throughout the month and then if you have like the cert like are in the top 15 or something or 16 then you can you play in like the monthly final which i am good like one-on-one tournament play but i haven't been as good at like getting high scores on things so i feel like i want to get involved in that and see if i can try to like get my like high score game up a little bit but other than that that's about it. <laughs> no, hey, that's amazing. I mean, yeah. and also I like one of your, your bestie and like go to all these places. Cause it's like, every you're like, I'm going here. I'm going there. I'm like, that sounds awesome. So where in Europe do you want to go? Like, do you have a plan or is it just kind of like oh. throw a dart? Well, I went, I was in Europe for three and a half months. So I went to Switzerland to visit my aunt. I went to Milan in January. Nobody tell tell anybody that that i was in milan because i was uh <laughs> and i was in cyprus for three weeks uh went to ireland and dublin too i i want to go to more like western europe like i want to go to france and germany and netherlands i would like to go to the netherlands and all of that if and you, spain and portugal when, a lot of places i want to go when the world finally opens and you do manage to travel to those places, you should hit me up and I can tell you where to play. And yes. maybe even if there's a tournament somewhere, like maybe there's some people that, that, that you can meet up with. There's an awesome pinball museum in, um, in Rotterdam. And if you go there, there's actually a picture of me on the wall somewhere where a famous Dutch comedian holds a picture of me because I know that comedian. So anyway, it's fun. So you should go there and, and look for my picture. I definitely ask you. I was bummed when I was in London because they had they were just starting the women's league and it was like the next oh. like the three days I was leaving like three days before oh. I started. I was like, man, I really want to go play. That. Well, yeah. Uh, So Pinberg was is part of my plans. Hopefully that's still going to happen. I totally understand if it doesn't, by the way, but we don't know what's going to happen. I was going to accompany my husband to IFPA in Milan. Uh, in Milan. It was in Milan last time uh, in Florida, um, but that got postponed to November now. So I didn't really have a lot of plans, actually. And I think right now I'm not really going to make any plans until we kind of know, because yeah. I'd rather not be disappointed if stuff gets canceled, you know? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's true. I do, I'm trying to be hopeful and, like, think of all the things. I'm like, we yeah. think of all the things we can do once the Earth opens back up. Um, but you guys, you guys have been so much fun. And, like, 
Okay, I have loved all the conversations we've had with all the groups, but I will say this has been the most pinball focused. So I'm going to give you guys special bonus points because, uh, yeah, we've been Yay. a little all over the place in, the, in some of the other episodes. Uh, partic- I've ta- I loved uh, talking to the uh, Richmond gir- girls. But we even said, we're like, wow, we have not talked about pinball for like 10 minutes. <laughs> but there's just so much pinball in the Pacific Northwest. And I'm just, it's in awe. I mean, I, I've seen... Jazz, I've seen you play. Kayla, I've been listening to you for years um, on Skillshot. Sophie, I made a new friend, and I look, I'm going to want to be your travel buddy. Um, you guys uh, have shown me the amazing breadth and depth of the, the women's pinball in Seattle, and, and I, it just makes me excited. It's like literally like y'all have like vaulted that up to the top of the list. I'm like, places I need to go on my pinball adventures, and I was like, Seattle might. I love Seattle. I've been to Seattle a few times, but uh, yeah, that, that's definitely putting me putting Seattle at the top of the list. So at the end of the show, we have a segment. It's the only segment I do. And it's called Inside the Pinball Arcade, where we find out more about your pinball mind. Would you guys like to participate? Yes. All right. Um, What I'll do is I'll ask the question, and then we'll go around and get y'all's answers. There's eight questions. And here is question number one. What game do you love? And we'll start with you, Sophie. Uh, well, I have to say that Stars is my favorite game because I like it. It's the first game I ever really played a lot of, and it's what I like kind of taught myself to play pinball on it. Like, I remember playing it, and I didn't know how to nudge. I couldn't literally aim at anything, but it was so basic. It was just like hit the spinners, hit the drop targets, and you know, learn how to nudge off that center post and everything. And I, I just love how simple it is. And I mean, the sound of hitting the spinner is probably one of like the most dopamine-inducing highs ever if you hit it well. You know, you're like, yeah, I love that sound. Uh, beyond that, I Twilight Zone is probably one of my favorites too, but. Uh, Stars. Because there's so much to do on it. Yeah. But stars. Yeah. Stars is your number one. All right. Stars is the one you love. All right. Jazz. Right. My answer is different every day. Um, <laughs> today, I would say Lord of the Rings. Probably for the last couple of months, it's been Lord of the Rings. What is it that you love about it? I love, first of all, I love the movies and I love the books. And I think they did a really good job of integrating uh those things into the pinball machines. I love it that they decided to pick the the three books or or the three movies, depending on if you're a reader or not, (laughs) and have like the different multiballs that are kind of like the story that happens within the books. Um, A lot of the shots are satisfying. Um, I think it's fun that some things that didn't really fit into the multiballs, they into the modes uh, yeah there's just like a lot of stuff that i like about that game and i've been i've when i started playing this game years ago i was really struggling with destroying the ring and in the last last year i finally destroyed the ring and i now i've been doing it a lot and it actually feels so good <laughs> and every time i do it again i'm so proud of myself <laughs> so i don't know it just i just love that game right now so no that's awesome i love it all right and kayla what game do you love um, I love Sea Witch right now because it's the last one I played for like two hours. I played that before our bar shut down. Um, and then I have tattoos of Adam's Family, Champion Pub, and Pack from Mars. So those are all up there. Even though I wouldn't say Champion Pub is in the top five, but I love the artwork from it. Um, but Adam's Family, Attack from Mars, Monster Bash, all those are go-tos for me. Oh, yeah, no, those are, I mean, they're all classics. I mean, those are mm-hmm. great choices. All right, question number two. The opposite. What game do you hate? 
And we'll start with you, Sophie. Oh, my God. Um, gosh, what do I hate? It's hard to pick with pinball because I don't really like I feel like everything that I've ever hated. I come around on once I actually learn how to play it. But um, I'm drawing like such a huge blank right now. I'm not. I will say I just I don't blank. This is a blanket statement, but most new Sterns I don't really like. I don't know if it's just because I like things from, like, the Solid State era or, like, EMs the most, because that's just kind of, like, I like to, like, trap and play slowly, so I think that's more why I like that stuff. Um, there was a game at Attaball that they had for a while that I absolutely hated, and I can't remember what it is right now. <laughs> Can you? I, I'm sorry, I can't think of it right now. Maybe I'll it will prompt me. If, if it comes back to you, you can mention it. So. Uh, okay. Yeah, because yeah, there is one that I do hate. I just can't. Maybe it just blocked out its name. See, that's that's why you can't even it. think about it. The hatred <laughs> yeah, I can't is so even strong. think about it. I'm just like, yeah, it makes me so angry. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Kayla. Oh, I hate Austin Powers. Yuck. Um, <laughs> South Park. Um, me and Graham for a while decided that, like, if there's a toilet on the game, it probably sucks. So, like, Junkyard, South Park, Austin Powers. Um, <laughs> nice. So Junkyard, I'll play. I enjoy that. Um, I, don't, I don't really love Tales from the Crypt, though I should. Um, and God, what else do I... I mean, I'll still play a game. But, no, I think Austin Powers is the worst. Wow, we just had that as a, a love or, and uh, on a, one of the past episodes. Yeah, so it, I, that's why I love these questions because they're so personal. And I just, I just find it interesting. So I, I love it. I love it. All right, Jazz, what game do you hate? Um, For me, I, I kind of agree, by the way, with what Sophie said. Like, there's a lot of games that I didn't like, and then I actually got to know them. And now they're still not my favorites, but I don't hate them anymore. Like, I used to hate Adam's Family because I just didn't understand the game and I used to really dislike Roadshow but that's not the case anymore uh, but a game that I do really dislike is Freddy Nightmare on Elm Street Ooh, yeah Dreddy. yeah that is a game that just and I was really excited that I, when I saw that game for the first time because it was a DMD that I didn't know and then I played it and I was like I wish this game had never entered my life <laughs> although if it's the only pinball that exists I would probably play it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> but that's really bad. You're like, if this was the last pinball machine on Earth, I guess I would play it. Yeah. Oh, okay, I that's pretty bad. <laughs> I think it's funny, by the way, that Kayla started talking about South Park and Junkyard, um, because my parents owned both those games, so I like uh, both those games. <laughs> I like South And I loved Park. the toilets in there, so... <laughs> But that just shows how far we'll go to play. Like, I've played machines with a broken flipper and been like, oh, let's see what I can do. <laughs> yeah, right. It just makes it more of a goal then. We're like, all right, let's see if I can get these shots with only my right flipper. <laughs> mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I love it. All right. Question number three. What is your favorite pinball sound? This can be a the sound a mech makes. This can be the soundtrack or a call out or, you know, any one of those three. And we'll start with you, Jazz. Oh, God. Um, that's very, very difficult question, actually. I think the jackpot sound of Demolition Man. 
Which, oh, which yeah. is Sil- Sylvester Stallone yelling. Oh! <laughs> I love that song. We used to, back in the Netherlands, when Kaylee and I lived there, we had Demolition Man and we were playing it with the window open. And down in the garden, our neighbor was sitting there and we turned off the machine and I heard like, from like downstairs because he's like, <laughs> they used to come over to play pinball. So he knew the game and, and he knew that that was the jackpot sound. So I love that sound. It's great. That's the best. I love it that they watched the movie and were like, which sound are we going to use for the multiball? And that's what they choose out of all the sounds in the whole movie. Yes. And like, oh, yes. Oh my gosh. All right, Kayla, what's your favorite pinball sound? My favorite pinball sound is the knock. Like, once you get a replay. <laughs> um, gosh, I don't know. I really love the call outs and Monster Bash. I think they're very funny. Like, not below the belt. Or, um... <laughs> is anytime Dracula's like, stop hitting me, it's really pretty fun. <laughs> um, and then you can go into Lyman's Lament and have Lyman Sheets, like, try to talk you. Um, but I do get, like, extra balls on Tackle Mars. It's really satisfying. Um, Anytime I enter the mansion in Adam's family is great too. And yeah, those are all great, great songs. It's a great sound. Those are all great options. And Sophie, what is your favorite pinball sound? Well, apart from like when you just rip a really nice spinner, that sound, that, that sound is probably my favorite sound, but my favorite call out has definitely got to be when you get, the super jackpot on like the regular multiball and attack from Mars. And you go super jackpot. Oh. <laughs> That's my Gosh, I would love that sound if I heard it more often. <laughs> <laughs> or total annihilation. That's another one. That's also good. Those two is like, yes, this is hard. And I got it. It's so satisfying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, question number four. What is your favorite pinball art package? This can be back glass, this can be uh, play field or cabinet art. Um, what is your favorite pinball art package? And we'll start back with you, Sophie. Uh, probably the back glass of Fathom. Oh, heart emoji. That's me. That's my favorite. I love Fathom. Who doesn't love that back glass where they're just towing the man down to the bottom of the ocean? <laughs> I, I, I do really like it. I mean, I... <laughs> I mean, I love the game. The game the is game's fantastic great. Yeah. too. So it's just like it's a combination of feelings. But I, yeah, I just, I just really like that one. I don't know. Yeah, no, I have I, a lot. Of, yeah. Yeah, no, that's an excellent choice, Kayla. Favorite art package? Um, I was thinking about Monster Bash, but then Cheetah just came to mind. I really love Cheetah. Ooh. Cheetah, like the show. Yeah. Cheetah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah cheetah. I just put up a Cheetah poster in my room today, so that was nice too. From the skill shot cover. Um, but yeah, Monster Bash, I love, I love just, or even like Theater Magic, being able to like look behind in the corners under ramps and see all the like little art that Python left behind. Like, yeah, those are fun ones. Yeah, no, those are, those are amazing. Uh, and, and Jazz? I love the back glass of Stargate. And I, this is actually the first pinball machine that I ever played. And I really didn't know anything about pinball. And then later, my parents got the pinball machine. And then I went to a tournament, and I saw a Stargate somewhere, and it was broken. And all the Stargates were always broken wherever I got to it until I, <laughs> until I got to Julie Gray's house, mm-hmm. who has a lot of pinball machines that all have something to do with stars. She's got all the Star Trek. She's got Star Wars. And she's got Stargate. So I was very happy to finally play a Stargate. 
that was playable. <laughs> that actually <laughs> flipped. And black backlash is just so beautiful. They've did such a beautiful thing with the extra lights behind there. It's I yeah, yeah I really like um, I really like that game and and the way it looks. I'm going to give you that. So listeners um, of the show know that I have like a very love hate, mostly hate relationship with Stargate. And I usually, <laughs> I usually call it hot garbage, but the, I will agree with you. The backlash is super cute. And I like the movie. Like I thought the movie was great. I just, the, the machine is really mean to me and it's taken me out a few things. So I just, I, I'm going to get better at it and eventually it will move over into the, you know, I can kind of stand it column. <laughs> I, I don't know the rules of the game as well, because like I said, most of the times that I've played it somewhere, it's broken. So I just know it's very pretty, and I like the way it looks. Yeah, it's a cool-looking <laughs> machine, and then you get to yeah. paint it, and you're like, oh, dear God, what have I done? Yeah, <laughs> yes. It is funny, though, like how the look of a game like doesn't say anything. Like, For example, one of the games that I think is very ugly, like the playfield is really ugly, is Dirty Harry, but I love that game. But yeah. I think I think... Mm-hmm. The weird buildings in there, it doesn't look pretty to me. Uh, and that's why I didn't play it for a very long time. When I was younger, I saw it somewhere. I was like, oh, that's stupid. That's ugly. But now that I'm more grown up in as a pinball player, I know that looks are not everything. <laughs> you can move past that. So Yes, I can move past that. <laughs> All right, question number five. What is your grail pin? Um, either do you own it or do you aspire to own it? What is the one pinball machine that you want more than any other pinball machine that is actually in existence today? And we'll start with you, Kayla. Um, gosh, I mean, any right now would be nice. But <clears throat> one that's been on my bucket list to play is just Big Bang Bar. I touched one once uh, in disc and it was not turned on. And I really want to play that game someday. Um, but I would definitely, gosh, it's, it does change like Jasmine said earlier. Like, it does change day-to-day, but I think if I had a Sea Witch at home, I'd be happy. Yeah, Sea Witch is definitely on, like, my bucket list, like, my top ten, if I can get a hold of one. A guy was selling one a few hours from me, but it was just a little too much. I was like, that's just out of my budget. I was like, because now I'm trying to get a hold of one that isn't totally, uh, you know, a dumpster fire. You know, it's like mm-hmm. four or five grand. I'm like, I'm like, this is insane. The second yeah, market for those. Yeah, those prices now. I know. so true so true all right sophie what is your grail pin oh man i it's probably like a tie between ape all deluxe and attack from mars not the remake uh ape because both of them are games that i just like in my early days of pinball playing i like they are the ones that drew me in that i sucked at Basically, like, I remember the first time I ever played Attack from Mars, like, I was like, I want to go to there. I want to get better at this game. I threw, like, probably $10 in it in, like, a really embarrassingly short amount of time, you know, but I still didn't care. I was like, I'm going to learn how to play this game. Because I only played, really, like I said before, I like, like, EMs. I like things that play a little slower, at least when I started. And, like, that game just was like, I just, it was the first thing where I realized, like, wow, I might be kind of addicted to playing pinball. So, with, <laughs> with that in mind, I'm like, I don't think if I had it at home, I, I think I would never get tired of playing it. So. Excellent. Excellent yeah. choice. Yeah. All right. And Jazz. So, my grill pinball machine, um, my family's grill pinball machine used to be Monster Bash. And for my mom and my stepdad, it still is. Um, but now I own it. 
So <laughs> sometimes I like to send them pictures of the game just to make them jealous. <laughs> That's just me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. It's also a reason for them to like come and visit me, there you know? You <laughs> Not just me, but also the pinball machine. You just take a picture of you and the pinball machine. It's like, come. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, so so my so so I would actually love to own Lord of the Rings right now. Because I have Monster Bash and it's great. Yeah. <laughs> so, so your new grail is Lord of the Rings. So I like that. Yes. Okay. Yes. Right. Yes. Or Scared Stiff or Whitewater. Depends on the moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right, next question. Besides Pinburg, we're taking Pinburg out of this equation. What is your favorite tournament? expo or event to play in or attend and we'll start with you kayla oh gosh um i haven't been to a ton of like expos but i've heard like no i don't know where i'd want to go next i went to the one in the uk that was all right it was pretty fun um I guess I never got to go to Papa. If I could re- re- rearrange time and go to the Papa facility when it was still operating, that's where I'd want to go. But I've heard good things about like the Midwest shows. Um, TPF sounds great. Um, I don't know. I guess a, a TPF would be a reason to be in Texas, right? <laughs> I haven't had one of those for a <laughs> Come visit you. Um, yeah, I'm not really sure. The Northwest show is always good. I love that, Kayla. I mean, like, TPS, like, its own, like, monster. And, I mean, it's such a big show. Uh, I know a lot of people like it. But, I mean, I've heard such amazing things about the the Northwest show as well. So I kind of put that in that league. But the I do, like, on my list, it's, like, definitely, like, the Midwest Gaming uh, Classic and, like, um, the Pinball Expo in Chicago. Like, those Midwest shows. I mean, there's just so many events. And, um, like, what is it? Crystal and, um, Stephanie, when they were on the show, they were trying to sell me on Allentown on the East Coast in, in Pennsylvania. I'm like, I just, I don't have enough time. I gotta go to work. Like, I, I, I gotta go to my job. And they expect me there, there. And my family doesn't want to do all pinball vacations, like, try to sell my husband on it. I'm like, we'll go and you can take some pictures of some, like, whatever. And then we'll go play pinball. And he just kind of makes a face. He's like, <sighs> okay. I was like, this, I'm sorry. This is what you signed up for. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> I'm really trying to get him into it because, like, whenever I don't, I don't know about you guys with your partners, but whenever I go to events and people are like, "Oh, where's your partner?" and I'm like, "Uh, he's at home," and they're like, "He didn't want to come." I'm like, "No, this is my thing. He didn't. He's not. He's totally not interested." And they're like, "You should get him into it." I'm like, eh, "Sorry." <laughs> he does do his own stuff. I was like, it, "It would be nice if he came every once in a while." And I. So I, I'm sorry, listeners. So a sidebar on this. So I finally talked him into going to they're having like a Valentine's Day thing. Like it was like a, a split flipper Valentine's Day. And I was all excited because like, we're going to go. It's going to be like a date. We never do stuff like this. And you're going to a pinball thing. It was like the stars had aligned. And then Lauren gets the freaking flu. And I'm like, no. And I was like, so and everybody knew like at the, the uh, arcade of the shop, they were like, Hey, Lauren. Oh, we're so sorry. I like, I had a chocolate fountain. Like they put in a chocolate fountain. I'm like, I, I just can't win at life. I can't. So, but no, I think, I think there's just so many amazing places. And like, I hope like that. And, and with this question, I just, I hope I get to like meet you guys at some point. Like, so like, I'm like, right, I was like, you guys are so cool. And I'm like, ah, I want to meet them. So I was like, all right, no pinball Northwest show. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. Sophie, uh, what would be your event? 
So did you ask what is my favorite tournament to attend? Or did you ask what I would like to go? Uh, yeah. Well, so we it's more of out. like a, either what you would like to go to if you're not a big like event doer or what is your favorite? Like, and I, include all of it because some people don't like like big shows they want to do smaller tournaments so it's kind of encompassing of like all pinball events like little tournaments big tournaments expos you know the whole shebang but we take pinberg off the table because after like 10 episodes of everybody saying pinberg i was like all right we're gonna clear the slate no one can say pinberg I mean, you can't say Pinberg, of course, but I'm just saying, let's let's give the other shows a chance besides oh, Pinberg. Oh, sure. Well, I mean, to be honest with you, like, I don't, I mean, I'm not familiar, like, I know some things, like, the only thing that I know of that I've, like, been like, hey, maybe I would go to that is Indisc, because I think that sounds, I'm, like, comfortable on my, maybe I'm being, like, West Coast-ist, but I'm, like, <laughs> like feel like I'd be comfortable there. Uh but I mean, really, if I am being truly honest, my favorite tournament to go to is the Babes in Pinland tournament. Aww, That's my favorite tournament I love to play. It. It, it is, I mean, it is because it's just, you know, like Alice and Ray makes a trifle every time. There's a theme every time. Everybody gets dressed up. Everybody's in a good mood. At the end, it usually devolves into dancing if everybody's in the right place. Like, it's just, I, it's such a cool little community of women being cool to each other that I, I, even if, like, I can't make it for the start of the tournament, I'll usually just show up and hang out at the, you know, mid-tournament because I always want to see everyone. So, it's a, a, that's my favorite thing to do. Because <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I love, no, I love it. I would say about, at least a third of the people who respond to that question say the same thing. They'll say their local chapter event because it's like, that's their home. And they're like, this is, I love like doing our local thing the best. And I'm like, I, I mean, it warms my little heart. I love it. Oh. All right. And jazz favorite event. Uh, I would say the EPC European pinball championships, but depending on the country that organizes it. So what's because, your favorite country out of like all the, the ones you've um, Well, unfortunately, I haven't been able to go to the one in Finland um, because I was very busy moving to another country. Uh, so I couldn't make it there. Um, but that's definitely, I, I love the Finnish tournaments. They're very well organized. They're very structured. Um, I, I really like those. And I heard from a lot of people that the tournament was great. Um, this year, it's going to be done by Belgium, and they've already run it before, and I love the Belgian tournament. So those are tournaments that I really want to go to. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure with all the stuff that's happening uh, if I'll be able to go there. Uh, probably not, but maybe one of the other years. Yeah, I mean, it'll yeah. always be there. So, But I've yeah, heard a well, lot of good things about the, the uh, European Championship. Yeah, what I like so much about the tournament is I've never been able to really do well in the, in the in the epc but there's so many people that i know so it's very much a social thing like a lot of people from other countries come together that you normally only see like once a year and it's just yeah like a fun get together with friends i like it i love that karen kaiser and a few of the other people we've had on the show that haven't had an opportunity to play in europe always bring up that show they're like that that's one of like the premier shows in europe so love yeah that. so love it all right next question who would you like to play pinball with or whom would you like to play head to head the most? And this can be a figure living or dead anywhere through history. Anybody, you know, whom do you enjoy playing pinball with the most or who would you like to play pinball with? And we'll start with you, Sophie. Uh, 
I thought about this when you first asked earlier, and I the immediate thing I came up with, which I'm going to stick with, is Larry David. <laughs> <laughs> because I just, first of all, I just I feel like it just like him like, what is this thing? What happened? Like he'd just be going into that the entire time, and he'd be like, why were we even playing pinball? And then I get to talk to him, and he would be funny. And that's the whole reason I, I would like to do that. <laughs> probably because I'm not an American, but I have no clue who Larry David is. Larry David is <laughs> one of the co-creators of Seinfeld. He also did the show Curb Your Enthusiasm, where 90% of the show was improvised. Okay. He outline. Uh, yeah. He complains he a just, lot. He's, he's a... I, he, I don't know. He's just got near and dear to my heart, so it'd be fun to just, like, be like, hey, buddy, come do something fun with me. Let's play pinball. <laughs> I'd just like to see his I love reaction that. to it. I love you it. Know? That. I feel like he would hate it. That'd be brilliant. <laughs> Listeners, for uh, those of you who don't know who Larry David is, I will include a link in the show notes to to a sketch from uh, or a scene from Curb Your Enthusiasm if I can find one. So he's very very funny. I just I actually saw him on a rerun of SNL where he was playing Bernie Sanders, and I was like keeping my fingers crossed because I was like he was the bestest Bernie Sanders, and I was like, dang it. Uh, I was like, ah, oh. but uh, you know. Like life happened, but um, yeah. yeah, but I was like, that's a bummer. But I, we, my, my husband and I were just cracking up. They're like, oh, he's really good. I hope they bring him back the way they bought like Alec Baldwin back when he was playing Trump. And I was like, oh, this will be great if they can get Larry David to sign on to that because he was so fantastic at it. So, but we'll include yeah. a link so you guys can find out who he is for those of you who don't know. Uh, Kayla, who would uh-huh. you like to play pinball with the most? Um, I would say I like playing pinball with uh, Ed Robertson because I get to beat someone who's been nominated for a Grammy. Uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's the best. <laughs> what are you going to do with your Grammy now? <laughs> yeah. He trash talks so much when you play with him, but he is very good. So it is, you do have to like, you can't let your guard down. But um, also it would just be fun to probably play Scared Stiff with Cassandra Peterson. Oh nice. oh, nice. I waited a like, two hours and met Heather Willett that way, waiting for it to meet Elvira. Um, and she's one of my good pinball friends now, too. So let's give a scared oh, to Elvira already. That's awesome. Listeners, you, what you couldn't see, um, Kayla was showing us a wall of, like, cool, like, Elvira memorabilia. It was super cool. <laughs> so maybe, uh, uh, Kayla, if you could send me a picture of that, and we'll yeah. include it in the show notes so, so folks can see what, they were t- what you were talking about. It looks really awesome. I was like, oh, that looks amazing. <laughs> All mm-hmm. right. And, and um, Jazz? I actually, like, cannot think of any famous person. That or alive? No, to be. just saying. Like, I just couldn't think of anybody, and the only thing I can think of that I like playing pinball with. Um, I mean, I like playing pinball with a lot of people, but the person that I would love to play pinball with right now is my mom, and that's Aww. yeah. <laughs> we do a lot of stuff together online. We play Settlers of Catan online, and on Sunday or Saturday, we're gonna watch Jesus Christ Superstar together because it's Easter. <laughs> And so we're doing a lot of stuff online together. Um, but yeah, I just love when she was here uh, last summer. She played a lot of Monster Bash, a lot of World Cup, a lot of our Batman. And uh, yeah, it's just it's just great to play with her and play with her in tournaments. I took her to the Icebox tournament and she hasn't played in a tournament in a very long time. And she actually managed, uh, managed to win two games, uh, two of the Sterns that she had never played before. And then when she was out of the tournament, I was still in. And 
uh, my friend Kelsey was also out. So they went off and played together. And then there was music and she started dancing with Kelsey. And and I was like, like this is just so much fun. So I love playing pinball with my mom. It's great. Oh, I love that. Oh, heart emoji. I love that. Yeah. That's so great. <laughs> that, great answers, ladies. Great answers. All right. Final question. What is your dream theme? What theme would you like to see come to light that has never been produced, but that you would like to see a major pinball manufacturer create? And we'll start with you, Sophie. So I can't, this is a a concept that an old point breaker team, which is a point breakers are a team that's based out of Attaball that we had a conversation about this once during the uh, league match while we were waiting to pick games. And the theme that we thought of is Forrest Gump. (laughs) okay i gotta know like why and how okay life is like a box of chocolate you never know what you're gonna get (laughs) uh you know there's like gotta be a bubba gump shrimp shot there's like jenny like wizard mode or something you know there's a run for us run hurry up like, you know, it, there, there's all kinds of stuff in there, but I just think it would be really fun. And <laughs> it's got some, some legs on it. Be a good band. <laughs> okay, that's awesome. And I will say officially, we have never had Forrest Gump on the show before. So that's the first. Well, I'll do He's a big ping pong player, right? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, the ping pong. <laughs> There's all kinds of stuff. Could, like, the flippers or maybe, like, the slings look like ping pong paddles? That would be kind of fun. Well, how many times in your life has someone been like, oh, you look like ping pong? No, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh, yeah. I love that. All right, uh, Kayla. Uh, I'll just show you my dream team because I've already done it. Um Kayla's walking us through her house. Sorry. I was asked to make a dream theme, and I did. Let me see. Can I do forward facing camera on here? Yes. Um, I did Where in the World is Carmen San Diego. Oh, my God. I love that show. Oh, my gosh. The back box art. Cool. And here's the play field art. I can add this to the chat, too, but... It's got like a Judge Dread uh, globe at the middle. Um, nice. Have all your different villains that have stolen different things around the world, and then you have to get them. And it requires oh, it's got a video screen in the middle here, um, and so you have to recover. Like um, Bertha, I think she stole like um, Atlas with the world on her shoulders. Um, oh yeah, one of the like the, the mouse guy stole like the oldest piece of cheese. And um, you have to win. You can get longer time on your modes by answering uh, art history or ge- geography class or questions, right? So it'll add time to your shot clock. If you can, you know, like just like PBS, it's there to educate you too. I wrote a five-page rule set, and it's in Drop Target on the bus. Um, you can check it out there. For our younger listeners, uh, Where in the World is Carmen San Diego was a game show on PBS for kids about geography, and it was the bestest show ever. I loved it. And then I think, and I know that they've made like a reboot where it's more of like a, a cartoon and animated series with like mm-hmm. a, the new adventures of Carmen San Diego. I haven't watched it yet, but it's supposed to be super fun. But oh my gosh, that is so amazing. I, I love, I loved, I loved everything about that just like last two yeah. minutes. I was like, that was so Shout great. Shout out to John Chad for doing the art on it. He's the, he's the brains behind the artwork there. Yeah, I think 
I think that new Carmen Sandiego is on Netflix. Mm-hmm. I watched some of it. It's pretty fun. It's not as good as the game show. The game show Ooh. was super fun. And they had like this acapella group that would like sing the acapella. clues. When you lose <laughs> your ball and there's a ball save, it says acapella again at the bottom. Wasn't there like a PC game, like early, mm-hmm. like child? Okay, so that's what I remember from. I remember from yeah. the game, not from the show. All right, Jazz, what would be your dream theme? My dream theme would be Zorro. Oh, nice. Why, why Zorro? From the 50s. The oh. show from the 50s, the Disney Zorro show. I It used to be black and white, but the version that I watched as a kid was colored in. And I've always loved that show. When I was a kid, I used to play Zorro, where I was Zorro, and my brother played every other character. <laughs> and that's, that's what you get when you're the big sister. You can do stuff like that. And um, I rewatched that show a couple of times, also now that I'm older, and I made Kaylee watch everything. And I just, I love that show. Like, my first Halloween here in the U.S., I was Zorro. And uh, I've actually started working on... Like, I've got, like, kind of, like, an idea, like, what type of modes I want in the game, and um, I've been re-watching the show, like, some years ago to collect call-outs that could be fun for the game. Um, so, yeah, like, there's all kinds of... I just I just love that show. The, the one from the 50s is great. There's, like, a movie that they created out of, like, 10 episodes, but I don't like that as much. I just love the original series. Um, I've seen the original series, the black and white series. I'm a huge fan of Zorro as well. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I've seen that movie too, because it, it, it doesn't play quite right. I mean, they, they made it work, but it, it's not the same yeah. as the episode. I mean, for, for kids, it's fine, probably. Like, yeah. kids are like, oh, cool, you know? But yeah, I, I missed some things in there. I love the fact that you made your brother, like, you are going to be all the uh, bad guys slash, like, corrupt officials. Oh. Like, you are corrupt official number one. So... <laughs> Yeah, oh, he was uh, he was Monastario, which is like uh, the, the bad guy in there. He was the uh, I can so the sergeant. I always say his name wrong because as a kid, when I read the subtitles, I had no clue what sergeant was. So I said it the Dutch way, Agent, which doesn't mean anything in Dutch. Um, but so I, I still say it the wrong way in my head because <laughs> that's what I did as a kid. And he would be uh, Bernardo, like the uh, the, the the deaf and uh, and dumb who was not really deaf but pretending to be deaf a helper of Zoro. My brother would be the damsel in distress. My brother would be everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I even liked the the movies, the kind of the reboot they did with Antonio Banderas. So I yeah, think- I think. I think like the more Zorro, the better. So I can understand that you cannot go back to the fifties and create more episodes. So when new movies come out, I'm happy. I read. Um, I actually have the comic book that's done based on the show in the 50s here. I have, you know, those golden books for kids. There's one with Zorro that I have right here. I have the Zorro book done by Isabel Allende. And I have the original Zorro story because it's based on a story from like the 1800s and 1800s. I would say he was one of the first masked heroes that existed, uh, of which, like, a lot of the superheroes are based on. And I liked it that he was a guy, like, I, what I love about his story, especially in the Disney one, because the real Zorro character was not really a nice guy in the books. <laughs> um, but what I liked about him was that he was a smart guy who who had a lot of money and saw that there was, like, a lot of injustice done and which just helped the... Uh, help the poor people, but didn't want to, he figured like if he would do it as himself, 
he would bring himself and his family in danger and he would get arrested and then he couldn't help people anymore. So anyway, he's kind of like the early Batman, I guess. Yeah, I could totally see that. (laughs) But then with a horse instead of the Batmobile. Yeah, you got a horse. So no, I love that. That is that is very unique. I love all all y'all's answers. They're all great. I was like, yes, they're so great. I love it. I love it so much. Well, you guys, um, this is gonna be the bonus edition episode because we I, I told them listeners, I was like, I try to strive for an hour. But you know, you guys are just packed this full of pinball I, I hope you had a good time at pinball happy hour this was just so awesome getting to meet you guys and talk to you guys and, and hear more about your scene of course you know we have skill shot um but if people want to reach out and find out more about the community what are some uh websites and uh, besides the app of course um, what are some places they can go and reach out and find out more about babes and pinland and then just about this uh, seattle pinball scene well, Skillshot has tons of resources there, um, tons of articles, podcasts, uh, interviews, game tutorials. Um, there's a piece from the Seattle Weekly, the Seattle um, Times. Um, so, yeah, we've been in the press a few times. And, and you could go to Babes and Panline on Facebook or Instagram. Oh, yeah, has it right there in, in the flesh. Awesome. <laughs> so cool. I can't believe they want that cover image, though. But <laughs> it's kind of strange. I love that piece. Um, yeah, there's there's been a few about Babes and Pinland specifically. One was called like flipping off the gender gap, um, and then there's um, why am I teasing? Um, you go to MondayNightPinball.com. It won't really tell you a ton about Seattle as an as a um, traveling person, but you can see the team names and where people play, stats on them and stuff. Um, and, you, really, and you can see that there's over 200 people playing every Monday normally in Seattle, which yeah. is huge. Yeah, is there 26 teams? And they have a roster of 10, so it's, yeah, like 260 people every Monday if you have a full team, which most of them do. Yeah, I wish we were doing Monday now. <laughs> And, and if they wanted to find out more about Babes in Pinland, you guys have a um, Facebook group? Facebook, or- Facebook page, yeah. And Skillshot Podcast has both. Well, we don't have an Instagram, but we have a Facebook. Um, and we have tons of cobwebs in our inbox if you ever want to email us. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you are a, a traveling person and you happen to be here on a Monday, there is a Monday Night Pinball subs page mm-hmm. that you could subscribe like subscribe to and just say, hey, I'm in town. Does anyone need a sub? That's definitely technically because people are scrounging for them all the time. It seems like from oh yeah, because I'm not on a team right now. I get I was play, I played like every week since I came home when it was still <laughs> going on because we're like, we need a sub. We need a sub. I'm like, oh, yeah. OK, I'll do it. Last season, I was very happy that I got Maureen uh, to sub for us like five times. And then she decided to join a real team. So (laughs) (laughs) then I had to look for other subs. (laughs) Which team is your team? I'm on the Pocketeers. We're in West Seattle at the Corner Pocket. And this season, uh, we were doing awesome. We were doing so awesome that they had to bring a pandemic here to stop us. (laughs) We won out of the six matches that we played, we won six. And we've been, uh, we won at some locations where we never managed to win before. Um, We won at Coindexters and we won at, um, against the Magic Saves. 
And we've we often lost to those teams, but we barely lost. So I knew we could do it. So it felt really good that we managed to. Uh, I feel like my team is growing. A lot of people in my team are not really tournament pinball players. They play more for fun, and then they got roped into Monday Night Pinball. So it's really, it's. I think it's really fun to see to see um, see the group just get better and better, and get more pinball knowledge, and yeah, just like get more pinball skills and, and and enjoy themselves a lot more with tournament play than than they've done before. So yeah, it's 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 really fun. I'm so I'm so proud to be their captain. They're doing great. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the next season when everything is hopefully back to normal. <laughs> Oh, that's cool. fantastic. Well, ladies, again, thank you for, for taking part Thursday night. Thank you for overcoming the technical difficulties because it wouldn't be the Backbox Pinball Podcast if we did not have technical difficulties. <laughs> I, and I try so hard. But uh, but you guys have been amazing. I I have just just enjoyed just sitting here and listening because I was just like, I don't even need to talk. They, like, they're good. So you guys are amazing <laughs> to listen to. I know we could probably have this be a two-hour episode, so you guys may have to come back. So... Um, this was so much fun. That was fun. Yay! Um, nice to see everybody too. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Again, thank you guys so much, listeners. Again, if you have a group of ladies that you want to bring on the show, or if your uh, local ladies league wants to come on, email me at backboxpinballpodcast at gmail dot com, uh, or send me you know a link. I'm on Facebook and I'm on Instagram. Uh, just send me a, a DM and, and we'll get that all arranged for you guys. Thank you for listening. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other and keep flipping. Thanks for listening to the Backbox Pinball Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. To get pinball fun delivered to you every week, subscribe to our podcast on your podcatcher of choice. Also, we'd love for you to post a review on Apple Podcasts. To look at show notes and more, visit our website at backboxpinballpodcast.fireside.fm. Again, that's backboxpinballpodcast.fireside.fm. Thanks for taking us with you, and keep flipping!